The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome. It's going to be a beautiful day today, I tell you. Each day has been great in its own way, but today is just going to be gorgeous out there. And we're going to have a program today that will help you. Aaron Keo Rankin is with us this morning from Arosa Care. Hey, Aaron, Happy New Year to you. Good morning, Bart. Happy New Year to you and our listening audience. Great to have you with us today. You brought a friend with you, too. I did. I did. I, you know what, Bart? It's the end of the year. And it's, it's oftentimes where people take this time to reflect on their mental, emotional, physical well-being and what have you. And we as seniors, sometimes we are diagnosed with an illness and sometimes that forces us to really reflect on what is the next step. So today I really would like to address end of life um, and who are the wonderful caregivers and care managers, the care team that walk alongside us um, during that time. And that being said, I am so pleased to have Autumn Radke. Autumn. Good morning. Thank you for letting me be here with you guys. Autumn is with Caris Healthcare. And um, so she is such an expert. She has a history as a social worker in long-term care. She's very, very savvy when it comes to hospice and palliative care and end-of-life care. So I thought it most appropriate to have her in in the studio with us this morning. Good morning, girl. Good morning. Thank you again so much. And Happy New Year's to everybody listening. Thank you. It's great to have you with us today. Thank you, sir. Now, one of the things that uh, Erin just noted, you do both palliative and hospice care uh, palliative care is relatively it's a word it's it's a service I haven't been hearing too much except for the past couple of years uh, is it similar to hospice is it the same thing just a different word what is it it there is a lot of similarities in the sense of addressing similar type of issues in the sense of end-of-life problems but Hospice is definitely its own thing. Palliative care is more so appropriate for folks who are looking at treatment options still. Perhaps they still have some hope with their their oncologist of this new chemo medicine we're going to try or radiation this versus, or perhaps even dialysis, you know, something that's life-sustaining. When it gets to the point that those are no longer, those treatment options are no longer an option for that person, that is when hospice is most readily utilized and oftentimes people wait a little too long for that hospice part because it's a scary word but that's part of what I do is try to help folks understand that it's nothing to be scared of hospice is not there to hasten anything we're there to help manage those very difficult symptoms towards the end of life so many times people who choose the hospice route and they give hospice a call after it's over they say I wish we had done this earlier. Oh, indeed. We get that all the time. There is, unfortunately, again, it kind of goes along with that stigma, that myth that hospice is there to just, I hate to say it so frankly, but to kill you. So many people have it in their mind that you start hospice, you're going to die soon. And that's not the case. If people are 
utilizing hospice the way it is meant to be utilized, it can actually help sustain and give back much more quality of life. And there's research, I've even been a part of it personally with my, my team, with Karis, that utilizing hospice earlier on, letting our nurses, our team, working along with other folks like Arosa, help manage the overall everything can actually sustain and give a longer life because say they are in so much pain they're not eating. We're there helping manage those symptoms of pain so they can eat. Right. And I think it's important to note too that when you are diagnosed with a terminal illness and you have to have two doctors sign off um, that if this disease takes its natural course, the life expectancy is six months or less. However, does not mean you can't live beyond six months. Absolutely. It just means that with every visit from a clinical nurse, that he or she, they are making sure that you are meeting the criteria that Medicare has set up. And it's not surprising that, as you had indicated, that there are times where people, they either come off of hospice because they ha no longer meet the criteria because they're doing well, mm -hmm. right? And or um, they just extend another six month, right? Yes, that's, that's there's a, there's, yes, ma'am. We, we call it our graduation. Ah. So that, that's just a term that we use here in our Murfreesboro office. If somebody is doing so much better, say mm -hmm. we get those symptoms under control, help them kind of get on that path or maybe the diagnosis they received is just working a lot slower than they thought or they're getting better right then that's when perhaps maybe hospice needs to take a back burner and let them seek out whatever treatment or just pursue whatever avenue they're down and then perhaps utilize us again in the future so right. once you sign up with hospice it's not necessarily it doesn't have to be forever in every case it right. usually is we usually, you know, stay in service till right. you no longer are needing us, so to right. speak. And you can choose to stop hospice Absolutely. care and go under the palliative wing, right? Wherein you can start the treatment, the curative uh, route again, if you choose to go that route. Yes. We have a text here from a listener who uh, is asking about, uh, they said that they had gone the hospice route. And one thing that uh, they thoroughly appreciate is the fact that they had no clue what to do mm. but the hospice people would show them what to do and it made the the bond even stronger Wonderful. between the family member and the mm -hmm. and the rest of the family that is a huge objective right in the beginning is sit down with these families have a goals of care talk help us understand what their expectations are we have um, what we call an initiation visit where that's something that anybody is welcome to reach out to our team we're more than glad to sit down with them just help walk them through help paint that picture of what's to come talk about that disease process a little bit and let them know what that looks like and then help them to understand what what we can do our team comes aboard we have nurses we have CNAs which is a certified nursing assistant that helps with bathing and things like that we have a social worker and a chaplain and a volunteer coordinator. We have a very large team, mm -hmm. several different disciplines that come on board and help educate these families, walk them through this process. Yeah, it, I think just not unlike any other um, avenue within the healthcare industry, I think it really takes a special kind of individual healthcare uh, professional to work in the hospice end of life care industry, right? Oh, yes. How do you prevent burnout? Well, we have 
I can say, and I can speak to my team, we here in Murfreesboro, Karis, we love each other and we lift each other up. We have our, well, we meet a couple of times a day at the very least and discuss everybody, Mm -hmm. discuss how everyone's doing. And then we also, we have a monthly meeting, which we were just discussing that Mm -hmm. I really like. Uh, And we have a moment of silence for everybody that we have serviced that's passed away for that month. And it's an opportunity for us to reflect on them, talk about them, work together as a team because we become very close to these folks i mean we're there at a very vulnerable time in life and our objective again is to bond with these folks help them know they're not alone hold their hand through this process so to speak so this is a loss for our team our clinicians as well so it is important to recognize celebrate these people celebrate our nurses and our caretakers in the sense that they with the service they're providing is just like none other and yeah. like you said it takes a special person it does and it's a team effort Bart and um, it's one where in like with a Rosa as a care manager just most recently I have a, a client who was diagnosed with a terminal illness and she um, had chosen not to pursue um, any curative treatment and that being said I had um, had been working with she and her husband <clears throat> excuse me regarding the anticipatory grief is what we call it and communication and, and looking at the bucket lists and really having those hard but bittersweet conversations. And uh, attending a medical appointment with her um, when she made the comment that she didn't want to pursue any more treatment, then I, as her care manager and as her advocate, actually asked the oncologist, okay, can we now discuss palliative and or hospice care as some options? That opened the floodgates to wonderful, wonderful communication. And I'm pleased to report that she and her husband both chose to go the hospice route. That's wonderful. It's a, such a such a benefit for folks. They don't understand. I'm very passionate. As Erin mentioned, I've been in healthcare for about 18 years now, predominantly in the geriatric population. And it is something that when you, when you learn to love this these folks that you're taking care of, there's nothing more than you want than for them to have the best and utilizing, you know, Caris Healthcare, right. Arosa Care, these are all things that can help give them that quality. And since you mentioned the doctor, that is something I'd like to bring up. Not only are the patients themselves usually afraid of this word, but this is often a conversation a lot of doctors don't like to That's have. That's true. That's and, true. And you know, they'll perhaps have refer well have the other doctor talk about it have the other doctor talk about it and next thing you know nobody's talked to these families until they're in the hospital for their sixth time crisis in four months Mm -hmm. and dealing with this crisis and it is then perhaps somebody would bring it up so it is something that i encourage all listeners if you know somebody that is not doing well in and out of that hospital suffering from whatever might be going on not eating those weight loss you know just failure to thrive kind of symptoms or yourself, ask your doctor. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to ask. Right. Years ago, Bart, I actually had visited with an oncologist, and I had asked her, and I asked her, I said, at what point do you introduce the topic of palliative and or hospice care? And she said, Erin, I make mention of it my very first visit with this new client. Does not, or patient, does not mean that it's going to end in that regard, but I want my patient to be aware that this is always a possibility, but we're gonna do everything we can as a team um, you know, looking at the patients, his or her wish. What do they want? I mean, just because the doctor is has one mindset, 
I mean, clearly the patient is always in the driver's seat. And we all as advocates, we advocate for whatever the patient wants and needs. Absolutely. Here's a listener uh, who has a text question for us. They say that uh, they have a mother who is 78 years of age and that uh, she is starting to fall quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And the doctor uh, has told them uh, that this is something that occasionally happens. And she recalls another physician saying that People who break uh, a hip sometimes uh, often die within that year. Mm. Uh, is oh, that boy. true? Have you heard issues like that? Unfortunately, very often. It doesn't always, I don't want folks to think right. automatically right. That's, that's going to happen. Why, but does, why does that, uh, how would those two go well, together? There's a lot of situations where if somebody falls and breaks a hip or breaks their something significant and they may not be a candidate for surgery. Those are oftentimes situations people are going to suffer from pain. They're going to not eat as well. I mean, I hate to keep talking back about the not eating because that's certainly not the end-all, be-all to hospice. But that is just very much a common theme. They're going to start those declines. And when they start, there's a term called failure to thrive, which Mm -hmm. is not necessarily recognized under Medicare as a diagnosis. Not anymore. Yes, not anymore. But the term itself does apply to a lot of problems that folks would suffer from that are going to lead towards hospice, such as not eating. Right. Well, Bart, we also have to look at uh, other what we call comorbidities. Mm-hmm. So off, it's not uh, uncommon for the, for the elderly person to also have those other underlying concerns or issues. And so a fall might just exacerbate those other comorbidities. And so it's just, you're just on this, oh, wow downward spiral so to speak but we are there to catch you we definitely are there to catch you our phone number is 615-893-1450 and you're welcome to text questions in we're here to help you out 615-893-1450 another listener has a question they're asking uh, you mentioned about it's never too early to call hospice uh, when should you call hospice? What, uh, where can you get guidance? Is that from your physician? You can certainly talk to your physician. I would encourage folks, if you have questions, you're welcome to reach out to us directly. I, I actually enjoy the opportunity to share what this benefit can be for folks and talk them through their situation. There's no obligation if anyone ever has questions, they want to reach out to our team they can call us. We're open 24-7, so to speak. Our, our office hours are, of course, 8 to 5, Monday through Friday, but there's always someone there that can take a message, and I can reach back out to you or one of our nurses at any time and, you know, just meet you where you are, so to speak. Yeah, I would also encourage them to reach out to Arosa. Yes. Um, here in Murfreesboro, our office number is 615-848-6774. Um, because again, as care managers, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can help um, assess and walk alongside them and again, advocate for them. Absolutely. Especially yeah. when you mentioned that some physicians just aren't comfortable That's talking true. about yeah. this. Yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful that the um, physician with whom I had introduced that topic, she didn't hesitate in the least, uh, in the least. And again, it's just like, wow, okay. Um, but there are some physicians now uh, on the flip side, there are some physicians that are big proponents and advocates yes. of it. And I think it's important to note that also patients have choices. 
And, um, you know, so I, I want them to, to uh, avail themselves to other options. And we're very, very transparent. And, um, you know, we can make referrals and uh, have, have our suggestions. But again, it's whatever the patient wants. Absolutely. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're talking about palliative care. We're talking about hospice. We're talking about basically end-of-life assistance. And, and that's what this is, assistance yes, to sir. help not only the person who is uh, receiving the, the care, but also the family. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes. Very much so. We, we look at this kind of a holistic approach in the sense that we have a, a, an interdisciplinary team that would consist of a social worker, a chaplain, a volunteer coordinator that can help with different needs, and of course the nurse and the CNA, which is the, again certified nursing assistant. They're like what you would have at the hospital assisting the nurse. And we look at this to, to collectively, not just for that patient that we're caring for, but the, for the family's needs as well. Yeah. And we even have a, an aftercare program. So after the loss of, lo- of loved ones, we're checking in on those family members for up to 13 months following their death of their loved one, just to make sure they're going through this process accordingly, can make referrals or suggestions and get recommendations in place to get them on the right path if they're kind of getting stuck in a spot during the grieving process. I would imagine the 13 month is the the reason being that the individual will be going through a, a whole season, all four seasons of life yes. after their loved one has absolutely. passed. Yeah. Absolutely. So you would continue to help people way after yes, the loved sir. one has passed on? Yes, sir. Do you have uh, reunions ever? I mean, I, I hear such <laughs> wonderful stories about uh, the bonds that are formed. Yes, yes. Uh, there are still some folks, and I will say COVID has put a little bit of a damper on some of the things that we used to actually do. And we would have celebrations of life in our, our office and grief support groups in our office. COVID, of course, still has kind of limited what we can do with that. But we... There's, I know there was a, a social worker that we had that lived close to one of the patients that we had on service that was still going by and checking on that person long after because they just, you just fall in love right. with these people. Yeah, and it's not uncommon for um, family members after their loved one has passed and they are in a good emotional stable space, what I'll call a head space, then it's not uncommon for them to volunteer. Oh yes. To pay it forward, right? Yes. Um, to sit at that bedside of a family member or to help with whatever needs. Absolutely. And we yeah. love our we love our volunteers. So <laughs> yeah. if anybody's ever interested in that, you can also reach out to our office directly. And do you mind if I go ahead and no, share our number? No, please do. Go so ahead. if you're interested in talking about any of that thus far or what we're about to continue to discuss, our local Murfreesboro CARIS number, CARIS Healthcare, C-A-R-I-S, is 615 217 8720 again 615-217-8720 and autumn where are you all located here in rutherford just off memorial and heritage park drive okay and real you know real close to everything i guess you'd say (laughs) we have a really good location i love it i love it Mm -hmm. tell you what let's do uh we will put that phone number and your address uh where we place our podcast perfect so as people go and listen to the podcast they will also discover your location and your Wonderful. phone number. Thank you. We're going to pause for just a moment and check on the traffic and weather. We will be back and continue the conversation 
If you have any questions, the number to call, 615-893-1450. We'll be right back. Aaron Keo Rankin is with us from Arosa Care and Autumn Ratke from Keris Hospice. They're both with us. We're talking about palliative and hospice care for you and your loved ones. Overnight, Good Neighbor Talk turns the UFOs, aliens, the unknown. It's Coast to Coast AM overnight every night on WGNS Murfreesboro. At Holden Hardware, we carry one of the area's best selection of sleds. We carry the round disc to the 48 and 66 inch plastic toboggans. We also have a few different ones in between. We may even have the old fashioned wood and metal sleds. When you are wanting to buy a sled, don't drive all over town. Come by and see us at Holden Hardware on the square. If you see the sleds in the window, we have them waiting for you. But don't wait too long. Get your sled at Holden Hardware on the square. Hi, this is Amanda at Animal City. All of us here at Animal City know how wonderful it is to have pets as part of the family. With all of its holiday meals, it's important to remember that many human foods can be dangerous for pets. For example, dogs can be harmed by grapes, onions, and garlic. Since we don't want to leave our pets out of the holiday festivities, here at Animal City we carry a wide variety of pet safe treats for all of our pets. You can find your local pet store, Animal City, here in Murfreesboro on Broad Street. Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders like our pastas and many other items that we used to be able to put them in large pans and now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up, or they can come in and pick it up. Look up our catering menu on www.demasrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant. 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Good morning. Traffic volume has picked up just a little bit coming in from Wilson County over in Hermitage, Donaldson, up by the airport on I-40. I still see a delay up there in Robertson County on I-65 southbound around the Portland area as you come out of Kentucky. That's been limping along down through there uh, for a couple of hours now on 65, just trying to get out of Kentucky into Tennessee on 65 southbound. Hey, Nash Painting is Middle Tennessee's number one residential and commercial painters. They're online right now at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Few spotty rain showers possible late this afternoon with partial sunshine developing a high in the low 60s. South winds gusting as high as 20 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vujicicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 54. This is Dr. David Morris with Magnolia Medical Center. Do you suffer from peripheral neuropathy in your hands or feet? Burning pain, balance problems, and decreased quality of life? Magnolia Medical Center can help. Magnolia Medical Center in Murfreesboro. Online at magnoliamedicalcenters.com. Middle Tennessee football and basketball games are right here. This is Chip Walters on Rutherford County's Blue Raider Station. MTSU Sports on WGNS. It is 8.33. Good morning to you. We're broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios, MTE, supplies the power to the station's 328-foot tower in downtown Murfreesboro. Middle Tennessee Electric serving to make life better since 1936. The action line from WGNS is morning a program that will help you, help you cope with some of the challenges life sends your way. 
Aaron Keel Rankin is with us from Arosa Care. And Autumn Radke is from Terrace Hospice. We're talking about palliative and hospice care. If you want to join us, you can do it in conversation via text at 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. What do you do to get uh, the assistance started? This you, you mentioned that sometimes this is a topic that even doctors are uncomfortable talking about. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. got to be rough on people, too. How do you start this progress? Well, if if you are going to your doctor and you feel comfortable bringing that up with your physician, I would recommend, you know, start that. Reach out to Arosa Care. Mm-hmm. Folks like this that specialize in taking care of folks, case management, and just let them know you have questions. Again, you can reach out to our team directly. We're here local in Murfreesboro. We do, Caris does have uh, coverage for every county in Tennessee and and state surrounding. So, you know, if there's, if you're, maybe you live in Bedford County, we can cover Bedford County. Or if you're listening to the podcast, who knows where, we yeah. can help you. So you can reach out to us at any time, or you can, you know, maybe talk to somebody that else that you know has maybe utilized something like that. And we're available to go anywhere you are. So if you're living in a facility, like a nursing facility or in an assisted living facility, no matter where you are, we can come to you, not to mention your home. Right. I think it's fair, too, to let it be known that, you know, it's um, oftentimes patients, they, they will defer to their own family member. And yet one pa- the patient wants one type of treatment mm-hmm. or they're afraid to have that conversation with their loved one. So I think that's where it's really important to reach out to an objective party like Arosa, right, and or Karis. And we can go in and be that objective party and help uh, facilitate that conversation. Because obviously, I mean, there are some individuals, they're not a physically appropriate, disease appropriate Absolutely. yet for end of life, for that discussion. But again, better to have it and not need it versus need it and wait until there's a crisis wherein, oh my goodness, you aren't yes. really making wise decisions that your loved one really wants. Uh, here's another question from a listener. and This one says that they are undergoing cancer treatments at this time mm-hmm. and they've tried some new treatments. The old ones were not working and they don't really think that the new ones are working either. They say, I'm not getting any better and I'm thinking about possibly not having treatments any longer. Can you help me with that? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And firstly, I just want to say I'm so sorry because this is something that you know, cancer is such a, a horrible, scary thing to go through, and we do respect that. And by no means are we going to try to, you know, give anybody false hope, but at the same time, utilizing hospice sooner than later, talking to somebody about this, even if you maybe aren't, if you're still going, you know, you're hoping maybe this treatment's going to work, but you just want to know. Mm-hmm. Like Aaron said, let us talk with you sooner than later because we can meet with you, educate you. And we call it an initiation visit. There's no obligation. Right. We're not there trying to sell you anything or sign mm-hmm. you up for anything. We're just educating you on the benefits, what that your Medicare insurance and, and a lot of private insurances cover this benefit. That's right. So it's not an out-of-pocket cost for most folks. And we can just let you know that we're here, kind of give you, okay, <clears throat> excuse me, if this treatment doesn't work, 
or if you, you know, we're going to meet again in a couple of weeks, we're going to talk about this again. That way, they're, they already know who we are. We've already kind of established a baseline of a relationship and kind of what the expectations are. So that way, they're not just left alone when they find out, well, this isn't going to work. And then they're just facing the inevitable. We can be there to help them. We can get a plan together. We can support these folks and help th- make sure they're kept comfortable because cancer can be a very painful disease process that nobody should suffer from. Nobody should have pain that is related to such diagnosis. We can help manage those things and keep you comfortable. And I think it's important to note, too, that not every patient responds to a particular type of medication at the end of life as the same as the next person. So I really, I think it's important, Bart, that the listeners understand that you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't want my loved one to, because, you know, you're going to give them morphine and you're going to hasten that. No, not at all. We take that individual where they are and how their body responds. So there are other comfort measures that a hospice nurse can apply. Yes. That's, that's another myth with hospice is they're just going to put me on morphine and then I'm just going to die. No, there are, there's, there's a plethora of different pain management Mm -hmm. options. And you know, morphine is, is utilized when it's needed. And even in, in very small doses, it can do its job without all the side effects that people have the fear of. Right. So it's not something we're just going to come in, you know, least effective dose. That's something that we're always going to be thinking and trying other pain medicine. You know, myself, I could barely, I, I take a Tylenol if I don't feel well. I would not want somebody coming in and giving me something super strong. So we can start with lower types of medications it doesn't have to be a controlled narcotic that we're starting with by Mm -hmm. no means Mm -hmm. here's another listener this one says my grandmother recently passed away and we were using hospice and i was so thankful that we were because i sometimes felt in watching other relatives pass that they missed out on the beauty of life as they died because of the heavy medications but Hospice was very careful not to over-medicate my grandmother. She had some positive experiences that we will always remember and cherish. That's lovely. Yes, that's something, um, you know, our objective, again, is to give people the best possible quality of life for what time remains. By no means do we want to hasten that process. You know, again, these folks become very important to us. Your your nurse that's going to be assigned to your case is going to be your nurse you're going to be coming you know they're going to become part of the family they're there as and as far as that's you know how often they're there that's kind of a very specific case-by-case situation but basically when you're in need we're there so um, it's something that you know we become part of the family they become part of our family and it's definitely something that um, I'm, I'm glad that this person was able to benefit from hospice early again that's something that I hear often is they wait or they you know don't utilize hospice because they're afraid and we're not there to 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 do anything more than give back what quality to what time they have yeah you're not there to step on their toes by any stretch of the imagination I'll, i'll just share a personal story my brother passed away quite a few years ago from colon cancer at the age of 51 and I had that conversation with my brother. He was um, single. And I said, brother, how would you like 
how do you envision this playing itself out? He said, I want to die at home with my loved ones around my bedside and as comfortable as possible, right? And I said, well, I will do everything I can to help ensure that that takes place. And yes, we had hospice in there as well. And I can tell you that it was the most beautiful experience for all of us. Um, Yes, however, again, Bart, oftentimes people are afraid to have that conversation. So I would encourage anyone who is just kind of riding on that, riding that fence, you know, give us a call. Arosa, give us a call and let us help you help yourself and your loved ones during this process absolutely yeah here's another listener with a question and they're asking us uh, about uh, whether or not hospice care is given in a hospital Mm -hmm. or at home they said they've never had experience with hospice so hospice the benefit one of the great things hospice can can meet you where you are so to speak in the hospital there are certain uh requirements if you will and there's a, a program it's GIP general inpatient so in the hospital setting really the only time that hospice is utilized is and this is an important situation and even if you're at home and you have symptoms that are out of control mm-hmm. out of control pain out of control agitation whatever it might be that is an opportunity in the hospital setting that our nurses come on board and it's it's a very Uh, I don't want to say always a one-on-one directly, but it's a very intensive level of care in the sense you have the hospital team as well as our team there pretty consistently managing those symptoms until they are under control or comfortable. And in the home setting, same thing. We would just come to your home. We can go to assisted living facilities, long-term care, home, Mm -hmm. hospital in the situations that it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. And a hospital staff, assisted living staff, nursing home staff, they are so appreciative mm-hmm. of having another team of experts on hand to assist that patient. Yes. Here's a person who's reaching out for some help. My grandmother with cancer is 89, mm-hmm. and it feels that they are bouncing her from doctor to doctor. Mm-hmm. And she's so sick and in such pain. What doctor do I even talk to about hospice? Also, she is under a health insurance plan that is covered by the government, which I have trouble navigating anyway, and I feel like she's getting poor care and advice that's poor. So it takes it, it makes it harder to figure out who the main care provider actually is. Oh my goodness. That's it's an overwhelming situation. Yeah. Yes, and we do hear those stories more than not, and I just want to say first of all to this listener, I'm so sorry you're going through this. This is a lot. Mm -hmm. And I would say, reach out to us. Call Karis, 217-8720-615-217-8720. Let us know what's going on. As far as insurance, you don't have to worry about that. We take care of checking all of that, verifying benefits, making sure that the services we provide are covered. And if there were any kind of costs, you would be made aware up front. But we can take care of all of that for you. And we can help you sort through all of those many doctors. We'll ask you the right questions, help us help you figure out who's the best person for us to be reaching out to you directly and taking that next step to getting you hospice care. Yeah, or you could definitely, that y'all would refer them to Arosa and have a care manager like us um, go in and, and advocate for them and slow walk it, so to speak. We don't want to, you know, jump the gun, so to speak. Tell us a little more about how Arosa Care would fit into this 
particular picture. Sure, Because yeah. this is pretty, it looks unusual to me, but it Absolutely. may not be that different. Huh? Well, if you can just envision a ROSA, we are care managers, all licensed in our field as far as nurses, social work, um, physical therapist, what have you. And as a care manager, I like to say we're like the professional daughter. (laughs) And so we are one that um, we advocate for you. And so we will attend these sessions with you, attend the medical appointments. We'll get an assessment, do a consultation, and uh, really just do a deep dive into your life. And um, once it's established, as far as what are your goals, what what is going on, because we're great at crisis management, and and even when it's not a crisis, and based on that, then we would make a referral, uh, a resource, and just as I shared earlier in the top of the hour, that one of my clients who is terminal, then I will say, okay, do you feel like, doctor, this is appropriate? I think based on this disease process and based on what I'm hearing my clients say, they do not want to continue this treatment. And so we will have that conversation about hospice. What is most appropriate? And doggone it, if if that doctor is not giving you what you need, we're going to find another doctor. Absolutely. I mean, seriously, you have options. Absolutely. So help is out there. And somebody, it it just takes somebody who is knowledgeable about the medical field who Mm -hmm. is listening to what you say. Absolutely. And we're there. If if somebody were to reach out to hospice, call Karis. And and we think that, okay, you're not quite ready for our services. We're not going to encourage you to sign up or to pursue. We're going to make sure you're getting set Mm -hmm. up with folks like Arosa, Mm -hmm. making sure you have some other folks on board to help manage what's going on. And then when you are ready for us, we're going to be there. So it's never too early to call. And, you know, and if you're in a home setting and you could benefit from hospice, it doesn't mean you can't also utilize Arosa because they are there to help make sure. Right. As, as she put it, a professional daughter. Not mm-hmm. everybody has a family member close by. My parents live out of state. And if if I weren't there to help them, I'd want them to have someone like Arosa to help, to help make sure they're getting this or getting that and make sure that their house is, you know, in order for whatever that might look right. like. So, yeah. And in all fairness, I mean, there are some, some well-meaning uh, adult children they're just not equipped emotionally to, to handle this with mom and or dad or grandparent or whomever. So again, you, you have a third party, an objective third party coming in, and we will take, you know, take up the spears, so to speak, or the baton, and we're going to run with you. We're going we're gonna to do this together. A listener writes, uh, sends us a text, and they're saying that a couple of years ago, their husband passed away. And before he passed away, he was getting palliative care. She had always heard that hospice was there, and people had said, I wish I'd gotten hospice earlier. Well, she mentioned that to her physician, and the physician said, well, he's not ready for hospice Mm. yet. We need to continue with the palliative care. And by the time they called hospice, he passed away two days later. And we didn't get that amount of love and guidance that we needed what what is that does that happen often it it does happen you know a doctor's frame of mind is traditionally your primary care physician their objective is to keep you well keep you 
going and they don't always understand that the human body is only capable of so much before the mind itself sometimes can be like hey or your heart like I I'm done so sometimes physicians they might take a different approach to that excuse me but you don't have to worry that I guess you'd say palliative care is, is appropriate but then if they get to that point where they're needing something more if the doctor's maybe not seeing that, still feel free to reach out because perhaps we can help you present that to the doctor. Reach mm-hmm. out to Arosa. They can attend a doctor's appointment with you and help advocate for you. Don't be afraid. The doctors are, with all due respect, they're the doctor. And right. everyone kind of reverts back to the doctor's always right. And, and most of the time that is the absolute case. But they don't always understand. Everybody has different needs. People get to a different point during this diagnosis process at different times. Yeah. And it certainly sounds to me like the um, gentleman that was asking or the caller that was texting in that question, they're still in pain. They're still grieving. All right. I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of guilt there. Wish I had done this or what else could I have done? And so I would encourage you seek out some assistance, um, get some, some grief counseling with that. Definitely. Let's talk about grief counseling when we come back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We'll, we'll be looking at grief counseling, and I'm sure that uh, this is something that is needed at the death, especially after a long death, that uh, somebody is going through some rough times. If you have something to buy, sell, or trade, call me weekday mornings at 7.50 for Swap and Shop. WGNS, AM, FM, and online. Hi, this is Tina Fox of the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Please come shop with us for all your Christmas gift needs. We have wonderful gift ideas in our gift department. We have a great selection of Carhartt clothing and other fashion clothes. We also, in our pet and bird section, have everything you need for your feathered and furry friends. Come see us at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. You won't believe what you'll find at the co-op. 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. The Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Please come see us. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Welcome back. Our guest this morning, Aaron Keogh Rankin from Arosa Care and Autumn Radke from Karis Hospice. We're talking about palliative care as well as hospice care. When do you need each one of those? And when do you need grief counseling? Does everybody need grief counseling? What, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> well, I, you know, it's very subjective. And um, everyone grieves very differently. There's no right way, 
nor wrong way. It's your way. And, uh, you know, I've always said, when in doubt, check it out. And I will tell you that grief shows up in the most unexpected and creative ways. You know, you're in the shopping mall and, and of course, especially during the holidays, a song comes over and you're thinking that you're doing really well and all of a sudden you just have a breakdown. Mm -hmm. It's okay, right? That is so normal, it's so natural, but yet there are some individuals that uh, really start exhibiting some of the grief symptoms well after their loved one has passed because they have been so stoic along that process, right? Absolutely. And then they just, whoo, the bottom falls out. But as I said earlier, we are there to catch you and we would be honored to be a part of your journey, Absolutely. your grief journey. It looks different for everyone. What what say you, Autumn? I, I would think it's, I'm very much an advocate for people to reach out and get the mental help. And yes. there is a stigma with that. I don't need it. Anytime right. you use the word mental anything, mental awareness, mm-hmm. mental health awareness. But this is a normal part of our lives. You know, mm-hmm. we grieve. We grieve at the loss of loved ones. And especially when somebody has been a longtime caregiver. Right. And you've had a spouse of x you know x amount of years and then all of a sudden the last 10 years you've been taking care of them and then they're gone Mm -hmm. what do you do Mm -hmm. your whole life has changed not just are you mourning the loss of that person but you have a huge void you don't know always what to do so that is a situation i think it's important to always reach out talk to your healthcare professional and I, i would say in some situations like that you could even talk to your physician get that started you know, obviously you can reach out to us at any time and we can help make, make, make recommendations, yes. get you involved in whatever kind of support you need. Mm-hmm. There are free support groups along with obviously seeing a psychiatrist or psychologist, you know, for whatever your actual needs might be. So there's options and we're going to walk you through and help you find what works for you. Right. We have about three minutes left in our broadcast, so before we leave, Erin, could you sort of walk us through if somebody is at this point in life yes. where they're needing some, some help, yes. uh, they have a loved one who is terminally ill, yes. and they have no clue what to do. Call us. Call Arosa, 615-848-6774. Let it be known that you would like to speak with a care manager, and then a care manager will get back with you ASAP. We're 24-7, and we will do a, a, con- a complimentary phone consultation as far as, okay, what's going on? And then based on what you share with us, then we will schedule a time to meet with you, meet you physically at your home or at a coffee shop, wherever you're most comfortable. And then from there, we'll see what what the next step is now do you go to the person's home if if the person if the patient is there sure of course yeah wherever they are i we've i've we've gone to the hospital we've gone to the assisted living we've gone to the sniff the skilled unit if they're in rehab i mean it, it, it matters not to us where you're located i mean here with the rosa we serve all of middle tennessee but we're also nationwide um, we have an office here in the borough. We have one in Shelbyville, in Brentwood, and, and I'm so happy to report we have an office opening in Clarksville in January. So Thank you so much. So there's a lot of need there. So again, when in doubt, check it out. Give us a call. Or you can go online, arosacare.com. But I, I always suggest, give us a call. Okay, and you will work, you'll guide them Absolutely. to the yeah. need area if, yes. if they need hospice. Sure. Sure. There. Yeah, absolutely. Because this is unknown territory for most yes, people. Yes, it is. 
Yes, it is. And not everyone's comfortable with talking about end-of-life options. I and can't imagine too many people being comfortable yes. with but it. But you know what, Bart? I mean, it is death is a natural part of life. And so we in the healthcare industry, we embrace that. And at, an earlier caller had made mention that they had a great experience with their loved one passing. Death can be a beautiful experience if you let it. And we would be honored to walk alongside you and help you um, in that process. Very good. Uh, is it at that point, once you reach that point, is it too late to do some end of life? No, it's never too paperwork late. Paperwork and things? No, Lord, no. It's never too late, Bart. And again, we would um, we would make referrals out to Karis. And then again, we would still want to stay in touch and be a part of the team. Absolutely. We've gotten them this far. And by George, we're going to continue after their loved one passes. You talk about a relationship. That's such an intimate relationship. Um, no, we're, we'll, we will walk alongside them as long as they feel like they need us. Again, how do we get in touch with Arosa Care? 615-848-6774. Okay. And they are here in Murfreesboro. Yes, They're sir. in Shelbyville. They're yes, Uptown Square. Yes. So I provided you with the Murfreesboro phone number, Uptown Square. And then you can also reach out to our buddies at Caris Healthcare. And again, what is the number at Karis? To reach Karis Healthcare, 615-217-8720, 615-217-8720. And that is for our local Murfreesboro office. And uh, if you have somebody in the surrounding area that you're interested in, we will certainly assist you and get you in touch with the correct people. But feel free to reach out to us directly. Autumn, I'm so grateful you were here. Thank oh, you, thank girl. you. I appreciate, I appreciate the opportunity. It. I'm very passionate about hospice. As I, well you should be. I love the opportunity <laughs> to help. And it's yeah. an honor. Our guest this morning from Arosa Care, Erin Keogh Rankin. And from Karis Hospice, Autumn Radke. Have a super rest of the day. Thanks, Bart. Thank you.